You're listening to Your Two Cents, the podcast, made possible by Credit Unions of Atlantic Canada. When Priya and Tan started Blushco, they wanted to continue the legacy of building their own businesses, just like their parents did when they immigrated to Canada. Tan, you are a pharmacist by trade. Priya, you have your MBA. Your careers were very much going in one direction. What made you stop and decide to work for yourselves? Um, There's one word for me, uh, motherhood. And it was a need or a desire to have a little bit more of a flexible, non-nine-to-five schedule. And that was a big goal. And I think Ton and I are similar in that goal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I was working 12-hour shifts three to four times a week and working, doing my four 12-hour shifts, but then also doing 16 hours on the weekend. And that was fine, you know, before I had children. And I think having children and having a family, your priorities changed a little bit. Yeah, for you, sure kind of value that non-working time a little bit more. And I think that's where those feelings started to come up of like, okay, something's got to shift here. And it just kind of evolved. Like I think I met Priya maybe in the second wave of me going into something that wasn't all pharmacy all the time. And it was just a great. Yeah. And just like one more thing with us in my family, we really discussed a family dynamic that worked for us. And it was, we were fortunate that we had that flexibility to for me to go to a part-time slash non-traditional kind of work-life balance. And that really helped our life in my family dynamic. And, right. you know, having that flexibility, you know, I can take the car in for service like I did this morning instead of doing that on the weekend. And we, it really improved our lifestyle. So that's a big reason. That's amazing. Yeah. How did you two meet? On Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Priya slid to my DMs to yeah, ask me a question about one of her clients at the time. And just and then that's where we started talking and we realized we, were, we had a lot of like-minded things. Yeah, like, yeah we're really similar in we're our very thinking. Similar. We, like our and backgrounds how we grew up. So, yeah, exactly. I was going to um, say. Our family dynamics growing yeah. up were quite similar. And we're also, both first-generation immigrants. Yeah. We're both moms to girls. Exactly. Um, we just had a lot in common and we really saw things similarly. And we just were started, you know, we had play dates with the girls and we would talk, we'd have some wine. Um, we agreed on a lot of stuff and I feel like we had a great working relationship. Like we really bounced yeah. ideas off of each other and it felt very organic. Yeah. That's amazing. I love when that happens. I feel like as you get older too, you find your people so much faster and you also find who are not your people so much faster, yes. which is amazing. Like in your younger years, yes. you're like, I'll take everybody. Yes. And as you get older, you're like, not so well, fast. We can easily identify who's worth our energy right. um, yeah. at this stage in our life. Totally. And that's a, a skill that you have to acquire. And, you know, when Tan and I met, it was very apparent that yeah. we were very connected in so many good ways. That's amazing. Okay. I'm obsessed with subscription boxes because I like getting presents and I like Who when I can give myself like getting presents. presents. Right? I always joke that I'm high maintenance to myself and nobody else. So subscription box is perfect for me because I get things that I've bought myself. It's right. so nice. Yes. Um, but you don't know what you're getting. I will say that I'm very picky about my subscription boxes and Blushco makes beautiful ones. Oh, thank you. What thank do you. you think sets you apart from others? I think it's probably the amount of care we put into curating yeah. each item. And we try our best to literally, we, we ch I think we chat endlessly about the combination. And talk and about it like years in advance. Wow. Like we have ideas yeah. a we long time We just always have before. floating ideas yeah. for different seasons. And like every time, you know, Priya comes across somebody that she thinks might align well for our box in the future, we note it, we kind of, so it's always like a continuous conversation. I think that's what it needs to be for you, yeah. for anybody to kind of curate a good box is that you can't just do it on the fly. Like it has to yeah, be something that's a process because it could be one or two items together that really spark and like sets the tone for the entire box. And mm. then you're then you're gathering other items or creating other items to kind of support that 
feeling that you want box and, to and give I, the consumer. And I think another thing, like you just said the right word, like curate, we actually curate a whole look. You know, we're really mindful of how everything looks together, how everything fits together. There's a great balance of items with, I think, kind of not having too much of one thing and really trying to appeal to everybody, making sure everything's sizeless, mostly unisex, mostly genderless. Like we're really trying to be mindful about the types of items that we um, put in the box and to have the makers that we really believe in. That's amazing. There's nothing in the box that I don't love. And so I think that's really special because sometimes you're like, oh, I'll give that as a gift. I was like, no, 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 no. There's no gift giving in this. Right. It's all for me. And we I think that's really heard that. We heard that actually yeah. quite a bit. There People was... bought it with the intention of gifting, Half like breaking things. it up and gifting yeah. items. They were like, yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> we, actually had, we actually had a couple people like buy a second box to do that. The gift. But like they kept the first box from themselves, although yeah. their intention was, like, oh yeah, I could give this to somebody yeah. or this would be a great hostess gift. Because or... there are full size items. Yeah, they, are they are totally giftable items. And, you know, a friend of mine, when they bought the first box, they're they're one thing they didn't use. They didn't have a pierced ear or if there were earrings yeah. in it, they would gift it. And so that's the beauty of it is that yeah. even if it doesn't appeal to you directly, and I'm it's sure a, it's there's also loved a, ones. A, it's a, beautiful a value gift. thing too, yeah. because like you're now gifting a product that if you were to have bought full retail price, it's just a better value yeah, sure. in our box. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you have people like me who are like, wow, I just got a gold necklace. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and I DM Priya and I'm like, what do you do? How do you layer necklaces? I have no idea what I'm doing. And you're like, you just find another necklace that you like. And I was yeah. like, okay. Yeah, you're like, okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. I'm actually wearing this. the one from our spring box it's my fit it's I wear it every yeah. day except my dress has a little collar on it so I can't today she but I have a very cute dress on oh, just for the record I love that necklace I think it's like the most timeless beautiful and that's the thing it's like a beautiful piece of jewelry right. it is not costume jewelry it's no. like a beautiful yeah. handmade thing it's yep. gorgeous oh, I love you. it I'm so um, glad I'm going to take a shift because this podcast is about money. Yes. Let's talk money. Let's talk money. Show me the money. Show me the money. Priya, (laughs) how much did you know about money before you started your business? (laughs) Okay. Well, actually, full disclosure, because I've worked in finance. Um, I worked in the corporate world for about 10 years before I went on maternity leave and then came back into the world and kind of shifted gears. But yeah, I worked in finance, so I I wasn't unfamiliar. It's something that I'm pretty comfortable with. Math is my friend, which has worked well for us because I tend to do all the sort of financial stuff in our current business. So, and I like it. I'm a math person. I like numbers. So it works for us. So I wouldn't say that I knew the ins and outs of what was required to start a business, but I definitely am comfortable kind of managing the the money situation in our current business. That's Amazing, because math is not my friend. (laughs) I scrape by, I try and do what I can. So you're coming at it that way. Did you feel like you were equipped to know what to do to finance a new business? Oh, hell no. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) There we go. No, no. no. But that's why we went to see our business advisor. Right. right? Exactly. That was our first meeting. That was our first meeting, um, pretty much like the second step after deciding that we wanted to move ahead with this business. Yeah. It's like, okay, so let's go talk to somebody who actually can tell us if this is a good idea or if this is like feasible or this is makes sense and going to see somebody who kind of already has the knowledge of other businesses that are running currently and knows the market a little bit better. He was able to give us a lot of great insights just in one meeting. And even the documents that we had to provide to get the financing really helped us identify what stronger parts of our businesses are and what weaker parts yep. and how to what we need. Because that's why we have this t- two sided business is one was 
we knew the margins weren't great. So we had to like support it by this right. other side of the branding and marketing. And that, that we really identified that when we needed to have those documents prepared for him to give us some money. Yeah. So there that was go. very helpful. That exercise was helpful. I hate the word projections because then it's like, oh, oh I got to sit same. there with like a spreadsheet. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We had to do that. But, you yeah. know, it's That's necessary crazy. because you need to be realistic about what your finances might look like. It could be great. It could be not great yeah. or it could be terrible. Yeah. And I think those are some things that you need to know right off the bat before you jump in. Yep. When you were on Your Two Cents, the show, mm -hmm. you talked about that you went there and you knew how much money you needed. So how did you figure that number out? We knew how much money we needed for the first launch. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we just kind of used that as a guide for our subsequent launches. And we were pretty, actually, we were kind of bang on, which yeah. was kind of lucky. I have simple math. It was, you know, cost of goods. And we had an idea of how much we would yeah. want to sell our boxes for. And we just kind of did some simple multiplication. But what happened was, is we got a loan, like a line of credit and we used that, but we would pay it back. Like right now we have $0 on our line of credit, which Amazing. we're very excited about. Mm -hmm. That's a great place to be. But you know, it wasn't the case starting. We had to start a website. We had to, so there was other things that came about that we didn't really anticipate. Mm -hmm. um, but luckily we had some clients also come in. So we were able to offset those initial startup costs. Absolutely. And I also think that there's, when we talk about like pre-planning and like making those spreadsheets and like building out a business plan and present it to somebody, that's also the moment where we kind of, you had to kind of know what your potential upfront costs are. Yeah. But then you kind of take the extra step and like Priya and I sat down and we projected out, well, if we sell the box for this much and our margins are this much and if we sell this many boxes, potentially we'll have this much. And then great. If, if like if everything goes to shit. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even sure if I can say that. You, can I say that? Sure. Go yeah. ahead. We can, if, all, if everything yeah. went to shit, <laughs> then it's not terrible. Like we can come back from that. Or yeah. we, there, it wasn't like an unreasonable yeah. scenario. And I think that's also something you kind of have to th a little bit think what is the worst, yeah, worst case, case scenario. scenario. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? I mean, it, when we got our, our financing is like was private. Like we didn't yeah. have any equity. Like we didn't no. have investors. Right? We don't have, we are a partnership. So there's 50, 50 and mm -hmm. we had to put our own information as part of our financing for our business, right? Yeah. which is very typical actually. And that's something that we didn't really talk about or consider, but we were more than willing to do it. Our partners are super mm -hmm. supportive of us and we were okay to do that. But that was also, we're taking on this ourselves yeah, in yeah. our personal life. So, you know, that's something that people don't maybe think about either. Yeah. Like when you have a private business like this, where there aren't investors and you're not asking for private equity, then yeah, you have to kind of pony up like your info yeah. and your home and all these things. So we did that. That's really amazing. It's really interesting because I own my own business as well too. And it's so hard to know how to define your value, especially on the marketing and branding yep. side of things. Yes. There's not a tangible box that you can no. work backwards and say, what do I need to make? Right. And I think that's a really, it was one of the hardest things I had at the beginning was, okay, here I am. I've got all of this amazing experience. Yep. People are going to hire me to do branding and like marketing consulting. And I was effectively like a marketing director for hire. Right. And I didn't know how much to charge people. Sure. And so my simple math was like, okay, what did I used to make in the corporate world? Yep. Factor in all of that, work backwards yep. to say, how much do I need to live? And if it doesn't hit this mark, then I can't accept that opportunity. Yeah. Right. And so then as I, you know, got more and more clients, I was able to increase my rate. Yep. 
but I didn't know what to charge at first. Well, we had and it the was same. Awful. We had the same, we had the same exact thing. And actually, we've we've been open or our business has been in existence for about a year now. So it's yeah. only been a year. Yeah. And but we have like things have changed. We've learned a lot mm-hmm. about how to value ourselves. And I think that's something that you're it's not always second nature to know how much to value your time. Um, because a lot of our branding and marketing stuff is our time and our knowledge and our experience. And it's sometimes, you know, we try to I think people try to tend to undervalue themselves. And we certainly did at the beginning. It's the easiest thing to do. And I think we all need to shake each other and remind yeah. ourselves how much we're worth because I think it's so important to also define that boundary. Like if someone's not willing to pay what your value is, then they're not the right partner for you at the time. And that's not yeah, a bad totally. thing in either direction. It just might not be the right fit. And so, you know, there's always going to be the thing that you're like, you know what, I'm going to do this because I want to, but it should be your choice versus you feeling like you are settling for something. And so I think there's a lot of people, especially women, especially female entrepreneurs who don't know how to do that. And I actually don't know what the magical answer is, but I do think it's case by case. I think it's like whatever you need to survive in this world, do that. That's what you have to demand. No one else is going to pay you that unless you demand it. Absolutely. And like you have to find the value in yourself and your time before somebody else is going to be able to do that. Do you know what I mean? So there there is a moment of you kind of have to like be your own cheerleader. And it's so hard to do. It's so hard to sit there and be like, you are valuable. Like your experiences are unique and they're valuable. And because of your experiences and your education, and your knowledge and the time you put in into X area, that creates a like pool of information and advice and consult that somebody else doesn't have. Absolutely. And I think people forget that. I've been guilty of they're hiring me in this moment right now, not everything that led there. And that Mm. really is where the value comes in. That's why people with experience are valuable because they've got experience. And so it's a really interesting thing for people to do. So I think whether you're starting a new career as a consultant or have a tangible product, like you guys have this dual stream, this was not even remotely the question I was going to ask you, but it's just such an interesting (laughs) conversation. What I was going to say was for my business personally, we have different revenue streams. And part of that has happened purely by accident. We've been given an opportunity. We've said yes to it and thought, what's the worst that can happen? Right. We hate it or we love it or whatever. And so all of a sudden this business has all these different prongs and you're not leaning on one thing to be the be all end all. And so like, why is it important to you to have a diverse business? I think it's so important because I think it keeps you as a business owner on your toes, but it also ensures that you aren't putting all your eggs in one basket, especially as a new business. I think people coming out, you need to kind of think, okay, okay, what is the worst case scenario? Let's say this uh, mug that I'm creating. What if everybody hates it? And I've already sunk like $10,000 into a studio space and all the stuff to make it. What if somebody hates it? But, but maybe you can make something different. Maybe you don't just make a mug. Right. Maybe you can yep. make something else. You know, you have to have ideas. And- yeah, totally. And I think we have a new kind of offering that just came super organically from an actual Blush Co. client of ours who mm-hmm. has purchased um our lifestyle box and our exclusive box. And she's really loved our product. And she reached out to us because she is the, does the fundraising for um, a big company locally. And they needed a participant gift for a fundraiser event in our community. And we ended up doing this custom corporate gift box, which was really fun. It was a really fun project because it was a little bit, um, well, it was was different. It was less scary than a lifestyle box. The stakes are for us are a lot lower. We have the financial backing up front instead of having to sell an item. We can, we got approval for the items from 
them. So we didn't have this like putting our souls out there and hoping people like it, which yeah. is what we do with our lifestyle box. So it, that's scary. Yeah. You know, it's very vulnerable. So this was like a really great project for us. It like scratched that creative itch. And we didn't really think about it. This ha- like, Someone came to us and we yeah. had not considered it. So we felt really lucky to have the opportunity to do it. And now I think it'll be part of our business. Yeah. Which is really cool. I think it's so smart. So this is a brand new thing. Yeah. At the time of this coming out, it's going to be a thing for a little while now, and I yeah. hope it's just absolutely crushing. But it's a basically we can come to you and yeah. curate boxes yeah. for gifts for coming. So can you elaborate on that a little bit for people if they're learning about it for the first time? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so basically, like we offer the lifestyle boxes that come out like for a season. So like we curate those items for a season, and you don't really get a say, right? But let's say you are working on a team or you're working in a business and usually around the holidays or for a special occasion or an event, you want to just give your employees, your teammates, your colleagues, like something special, unique, something they can connect with. And that's where we come in because you can tell us any budget. We can curate whatever it is at any yeah. budget. It can be as custom or not as custom as you want. Very cool. And I think that's the, the key thing yep. here because we were able to customize the corporate box yep. for a colorway that was very meaningful to, for the charity yep. um, mm-hmm. after like a colorway that the the founder of the charity yep. like really loved, you know. Yeah, so it was, we were it was able meaningful to, inject, to them. Very yeah, cool. we were able to inject color in in a natural way as well as in a packaging way and I think and it had a self-care lean because that's what they were hoping for so we were able to curate these items to kind of fulfill their vision Mm -hmm. and it was you know it was a four item box with a little addition from Nicole we had a little lavender sprig as decor on the outside which was both a self-care item and a gorgeous yeah. decorative item Amazing. also went with the color of the story that we needed and it was a it different kind of thing yeah and it, you know it really fulfilled the needs of the client and we also were able to work with them yeah. and with the local makers because all the items were sourced yeah. and produced locally that's incredible so the client comes and basically just tells about tells us about their vision their event or whatever it is that they want for this corporate box for and then we take all the information and we go and we like start thinking and brainstorming. We noodle it. We noodle it. We kind of get ideas together. Mm-hmm. We show sample boxes. Um, and sample products. And sample products and different options for packaging. And then whatever it resonates the most with them that's within their budget, we go with. And yeah. then that's, it's yeah. actually like, I really love the process. It, it was Because awesome. it wasn't like a lot of second guessing or like, is this going to work? Are people oh yeah. Like so our know. lifestyle box is a whole other story. It's a whole other right. um, yeah. It is our souls in a box. And <laughs> well, and people don't know what's in them when they're right. buying it. So that's the other thing. That's the difference is like we are really upfront about what's in these corporate boxes to the people that are purchasing them. Right. So it feels really kind of easy <laughs> compared to the lifestyle box where we're like, we hope you like it. Cross our fingers. So the vulnerability is a lot less. Plus, it's a great business model. It's, you know, the margins are great. So the that's margins it. are good. Amazing. It makes sense. It's less stressful for us totally. because everything's upfront. Like we know how much money each box is going to be worth, I say, like to the client. And also we can pre-purchase and not have overstock. Do you know what I mean? So we're not caring. We're not caring like uh, access inventory. Yeah. That's a big deal for businesses. Having extra inventory is actually like really hard on a lot of businesses and absolutely you're sticking money into yeah. stuff that's just sitting or like that's you're here. walking into a room and you're like oh my god there's like 58 million dollars worth of stuff yeah and it's still here in front yeah. of me you know that's daunting but yeah. we recognize that our business and our business model is 
kind of unique yep. in the sense that like we didn't need a lot of upfront costs. Right. Technically, you know, we weren't brick and mortar. We we kind of control the flow of inventory. We have everything in our homes, basically Ton's yeah. home. Amazing. Her backyard <laughs> is or her down her basement and backyard backyard My is the shooting. Turns into like basement some is production. Kind of weird, <laughs> like floor production thing. And we're all just like sprawled. Like my kids play. Yeah, they're in like in the, the boxes. Box. They're, it's yeah, hilarious. it's it's a family business. Yeah. I love Husband's it. Husband's building. Work from home. Work from Hashtag home. Yeah. Work from Hashtag work from home. Right. <laughs> the real work from home. Right. From saving for your golden years to saving for a rainy day, having a plan for your money is key. Atlantic Credit Unions can help you figure out what future you is looking for. From TFSAs to RRSPs, Atlantic Credit Unions will help you plan for your financial future. It's so fascinating because I think people assume they need so much money to start a business and you really, in a lot of cases don't. And I think flipping that model on its head, like I've had this conversation with people before to say, okay, if you want to have merch for your podcast, why don't you consider doing a pre-sale? And once you close your pre-sale, then you order what you need. And I think people can get creative with how they do that because you don't need to upfront everything. And maybe that price per item is a little bit higher, but if your fan base is willing to pay a couple bucks more for your safety net, I think it's such a smart thing to think about what are the alternate ways to sort of finance things in quotes. And that's actually how we do our boxes too. Like we put it for pre-sale and we have them ready a few weeks later so that we can split up our invoicing so that we don't have to be without money ever like it's, it's just so smart yeah there's a company called shop buru based out of the states and it's this really wonderful woman who makes clothing out of sort of ends of fabric and she did a collaboration with brooklyn decker recently and they designed a line and the line only had a pre-order it stopped yep. you put your sizes in your measurements every piece was made custom for the people wow. and they had no surplus inventory whatsoever and they were also using scrap material yeah, they probably awesome. got at a bargain exactly Genius. So really like beautifully curated things with such a different business model in fashion, I think is such a cool thing. And sustainable. When you think of sustainability, that's like, you know, when you inject that goal, it also changes your business model. And we're pretty mindful of that too. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's super cool. It's really cool. I love innovative thinking. Me too, because it's, we need to be, otherwise we're all going to become stagnant and we just can't be. And there's too much going on in the world and we're trying to break through the noise. And I think that is really how it happens. Okay. So this is really interesting. I have this conversation with people a lot where they say like, never work with your friends or never work with your family. You two have such an obvious connection with each other. It is such a joy to be in the same room with both of you. What advice would you give to people? I love it. You're blushing. You're blushing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to people who are going to work with their friends? You know what's funny? (laughs) So, like, Priya and I were friends. Yeah. But we weren't, like... Best friends. Best friends. Uh, We we didn't grow up together. No, we didn't grow up together. We met later in life. And I would say we were, like, levels up from acquaintances. Yes. Right? When we kind of formulated this idea to work together. And I think that's where it's it's kind of key. Like, we had a meeting, actually, at the beginning of, like, all right. So you realize this is like a marriage. Like I'm married to you yeah. now. If we sign these business it's papers, 50/50. it's 50-50. Yeah. You're going to be stuck with me until you die. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no <laughs> pressure. <laughs> there is a, so death do us part written yeah. in the clause. No pressure. But, but the one thing is like Priya was very good at like pointing us the conversation in that direction immediately was like, we need to be, this is how I am. 
Like I am upfront. I don't hold grudges. I like to talk things out. And I was like, yeah, me too. And we had like a very open and honest communication style. Yeah. um, Right from the beginning. Um, We're all human. Like she probably hates me half the time. Never. There's no, no, I swear. (laughs) You know what I mean? But but the thing is, is like, that doesn't matter. It's like a sibling thing. Like you might be really North as human, but you still, okay. you you will do anything for them, of course. And the other part is, is that we approach things differently. Like we are 100%. quite different about things, yeah. which actually has benefited our business right. because we have different we talk it out. strength. Yeah. And I, we never lie to each other. Like right. if I'm like, oh, I don't agree or like, oh, I don't want, I don't think we should do that. Or I'm going to leave this off. Or like, yeah. what do you think about this? Like I value what she says and I think she values what I say. And we really respect our positions on things. Right. And, and I agree. There's no grudges. No, we just, we do do things differently, but I love that we do things differently because if we were exactly the same, then we wouldn't have that balance. You wouldn't have grown. Right. No, no. And no. there's a, often like in the background, there's always so much dialogue between Priya and I, or, you know, we'll bring up ideas to we each talk other, every day, but you can tell, but the ideas aren't like, they like, Oh yeah, for sure. I love it. She's yeah. like, Oh, I don't know. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Let me think about that for a yeah. second. And then sometimes I come back I'm like, you know what? I really think we should do yeah, it. And I believe then, in and this. And I'm like, like, yeah, I do too. She's like, okay, no, I can see that point. Yeah. But it's always like, you need to have the respect for each other to have that back and forth and yeah. not be like weirded out that someone doesn't agree with you right away. Yeah. And but, I think, and I, and I think we're both strong women. We're both strong personalities yeah, and strong like women. Get, my feelings but don't hurt. No. Hurt and say much. exactly. Like, like I don't, I'm not like, wah, <laughs> you know, my idea was bad. Like I'm like, <laughs> get over it. There's a hundred million ideas. We're okay, not without ideas. Yeah. So I think like just having that balance is key and we really have struck it. We're really lucky. And I think where we started, where we kind of you know, we had this idea sort of early on in our friendship. So we were like already in that like business before, mode. Yeah, it was It was a year before we actually pulled the trigger. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You were growing a friendship a and a business at the same time, yeah. effectively. Yeah, yep. It's so fascinating because I think I feel the same way. I think you can find your people sort of faster yeah. as you get older. But we're very much in a similar situation. We were like one step up from acquaintances too. And Jonathan and I are very similar in so many ways. Yep. And we're so different in so many ways. Right. And it's that balance. And I think one thing that he's taught me so much was to say, let me think about that. And it's so healthy because my instinct is to go like, yes, and blah, 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 blah. And sometimes you just need a second to digest something. 100%. And actually, that's you, you made a really good point because Ton noodles things. And I'm like, I want to email back right away. I'm like, yes. And she's like, I'm just going to email back in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, that's smart. Like, take a step back from it. And that's actually like really, and I'm learning to do that. And that's actually benefited both of us in so many ways. And and I, that was like something I really learned from Tan. Like she definitely doesn't rush into things. Mm. And I tend to, I'm just like, I want it done. Like I want it done. I want it gone. Let's move on. Priya's like, a list crossing off list yes, person. A hundred. And she doesn't yeah. like things like floating. Left in the air. I Me can't. But now I'm like, I'm trying to yeah. take, you know, there's, there's peace in those moments too and yeah. there's value there and but on the other side of it I have zero boundaries for myself work <laughs> work life balance like I'm like up until one and then Priya has taught me that like all right so maybe it's a little healthier if I just don't open my inbox at 10 a.m. <laughs> or 10 p.m. and just like and stay asleep. up till 1 a.m. Yeah, every and, like, day uh-huh. yeah and so like then that's the thing is you have to be able to learn from just like in a marriage like an actual yes. family dynamic you need to learn from each other and, and be willing to learn yeah, which we both you're are not, we're not going to be awesome humans the best versions of ourselves 100% all the time, the time. And no. but the other person needs to be able to support you when you're not you 150% know? I was having this conversation about love languages yesterday yeah. and I feel like I didn't think that when I learned about them yeah. I learned I had to do a marriage prep course before I got married and that's where I learned about them right and I was like my brain blew open <laughs> sure. because I was like wait a minute have you read the book 
It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't I know cried. so much. It's it's incredible. And then I immediately at the time was working in big corporate marketing, mm-hmm. had a team of people. And I was yep. like, we are not all on this planet to be perfectly aligned with each other all the yeah, time. Exactly. And so the first thing I started doing with my team when I'd have a new hire or if we were having like a rough spot, I'd be like, well, what do you need right now? Do you need me to tell you're doing a good job because you're someone who thrives on that? Or do you need me to do something for you? Or what is the thing? But I think that opens up communication in such a different way because we don't have to be scared of, it's like this harsh, yes. no, I don't agree with you. It's this balance of different perspective and different things that people need. And it for, kind of forces you to learn more about yourself yeah. and the other well, person like, at the same well, exactly. time. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. We approach things differently, but I respect her approach just as much as I would respect my own. So our love languages are very relevant right now because we have to be able to communicate with each other as if we're in a relationship because we are in a relationship. Like that is all relationships are relationships. Till death do us part, right? Yeah, that's death right. do yeah. us part. You signed a marriage contract, I think. <laughs> yeah. Sole proprietorship. Exactly. Well, it's so funny because like in our case and the same in yours, we're business partners. I own a separate business. So does Jonathan. We both have partners. He has a family. There is so much at stake all the time. Totally. And it's yes. never lost on me that like there are other people in this. Yes. And so to be able to have that respect for his family and his time and for him to have the respect for my family and my time. It's such an important part of that puzzle. Mm -hmm. And I actually, for me, I think having someone that you care about as your friend, as your business partner is one of the most special things in the whole entire world because I care about his family in the same way that they would be mine. And I know that that respect is given in the other way as well, too. You have like more love in your universe, but you have to treat it in the same way and work as hard at it as you would your marriage. Like this is the person you are running your business with. And I always used to say like your coworkers are the people that you spend the most of your time with. Yeah. Waking hours. So you have to do that when it's your own business. Like the stakes become infinitely higher. And we do both have side projects and we do do other things. We both have families. We both have husbands. We both have dogs. We both have children. So it's, there's a lot of balls in the air for us. And I think, you know, as women, as mothers, we're expected to kind of do it all. We have it all, you know, sometimes we can't have it all. I actually on Instagram posted something last week. I was like, you haven't seen me in three months because I couldn't do it. There was a lot going on. I couldn't show up, not because I don't care, not because we weren't working, not because, you know, we weren't there present. I just could, this is the one thing that had to fall. Yep. You know, it's about being vulnerable in that way too. We're not perfect. We're going to drop the balls. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to learn from them. We're going to do all these things. And I I take pride in that. I think I'm always willing to learn and I don't feel badly about. Yeah. But I think that if you weren't willing to learn, then you wouldn't grow as a person. Your business wouldn't grow. The ideas wouldn't come anymore. There wouldn't be anything new and exciting that would motivate you. And I think like one of the things that we talked about really early on in our partnership was also, listen, there's going to be moments where I'm going to be like, I can't do anything for whatever reason. And, And you could have those moments, but like know that like I will be there. It doesn't matter. Like, I will make it work. You don't need to do any, like, you know. Yep. And yeah. we had that conversation, like, what, two months after we signed yeah. our papers. And, and that, I think, like, knowing that, like, both of us knowing that about each other. It gave it us gave, a peace of mind. Yeah, like, Absolutely. it was, like, less stressful to know that. And like, we've okay. had to do that for each other. We yeah. Like, the last month, like, she stepped in in a situation that we had that I needed her. And I said, I'm like, I can't, like, I think I'm the wrong person for this. Like, right. you need to do this. And she did. And it worked out. And I think having that, first of all, ability to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, which is something that probably I would I have, have struggled with. Yeah. And I, that. I don't love it, but I mean, because we're in this partnership, I'm like, what's best for the business? Yep. You know, we also have to be mindful of that and, 
because we approach things in different ways, I'm not going to be the right person all the time. She's not going to be the right person all the time. So we need to be honest about that to ourselves. Absolutely. I would sit and talk with you two forever. This is amazing. It makes me so happy. Why are we doing dinner? I hope as soon as humanly possible. Will you tell me when you're back in town? I will will book uh, (laughs) a reservation. Yes, please do. I will be fun. 100%. Let's get dressed up. Pretend it's not COVID. And I won't wear sneakers, even though I really like Oh, yeah, you sneakers. Her sneakers, by the way, her sneakers sneakers are bomb.com. Okay. Like, I'm like, I'm going to buy them immediately. Except that I stole Priya's entire vibe last time. So (laughs) I just, I put this dedicated to you. Hey, man. 100%. I'm happy with that. 100%. Okay, my last question for both of you is what is the best piece of advice you would give to someone who's looking to start their own business? To believe in themselves. I'm always doing so much, but sometimes I feel like I forget to remind myself that I'm pretty good at something or like those ideas are good yeah. or like my instincts and my gut. Own what's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think being your own cheerleader, like you have to be your own cheerleader first before you can start a business. Okay. My advice is two-pronged. One is... It's always two-pronged. It's always two-pronged. <laughs> I have two things. Two prongs, always. Um, know your boundaries and be willing to adhere to them and manage your expectations and in a way that's realistic, but not low. I don't mean that by like, don't expect good things to happen. Expect really good things to happen, but expect that you have to work for them. Um, and be prepared for not great things to happen. Yeah, and sometimes <laughs> bad things really happen. And we, yeah, it's not like it, it's, it's okay. like smooth sailing right? at all times. For those bad things, you learn. So when you manage your expectations of, you know, where this can go, what do I need to do to get there? Um, I think that's where you get a realistic picture of, you know, how it works. That's amazing. Thank you both so much. You are doing incredible things. You are running a business with so many facets to it that are all so impressive. I can't wait to see the next box that you bear sold to the world. And I can't wait to see <laughs> oh all these amazing companies oh buying. Boy. Coming in November. 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 2021. Yep. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we we'll love our time very with you. Soon. Well, Anytime, girl. Seriously, too. this is like, a, this is this is awesome. <laughs> this is just like a hang. Can we do it at my house next time? Uh, like, we'll just, absolutely. We yeah. could. We will definitely. We have snacks. Yeah. We cannot have sex at the library. We can totally have sex next time. All right. We're at the library. Full disclosure. Yeah, full disclosure, I think there's candy in my purse, <laughs> which I'm apparently oh, not allowed to share. You're going to get kicked out of the library. Exactly, exactly. And I am a rule follower, so I can't do that. But truly a pleasure. So excited to see what's coming for both of you. Thank you. So proud of everything that's happening for you. And we will talk very soon. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Jonathan, we've worked with the ladies from Blush Co. for quite some time now. It's true. And one of my favorite things is the amazing relationship they form with Dan. Who's Dan, you might be asking, dear listener? Why, he's their financial advisor from Atlantic Credit Unions. And we've seen firsthand how Dan went from being a stranger to being a crucial part of BlushCo's day-to-day business. I've seen them texting. Imagine texting your financial advisor when you need help. What service? He's also just a great dude. Small business is the heartbeat of our economy, but we all need a little help along the way. So if you've got a great idea for your next side hustle, make talking to someone at Atlantic Credit Unions part of your business plan. (laughs) 